and welcome to The Teeth of Grace. I'm Sarah Schaefer, and I'm here with my good friend, Kathy Loudenberg. We're so glad that you've joined us today as we once again tell stories and discuss scripture and hopefully encourage you to know Jesus and know him better. As we press on into this podcast, we want to really encourage you to do just that, to know Jesus better. And a verse that has come to our mind after some of the recent podcasts we've done is Philippians 4.8. It reads like this. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Kathy, I know that you have done some study on this particular verse, and I found it fascinating that it's not just sort of saying, you know, give this a, a thought, right? Yeah, it's really deeper than that. I love this verse because it's point blank. It's saying when we think, so where's our mind? We've already talked about loving the Lord your God with your whole heart, soul, mind, and strength. It's that mind thing again. If my mind is only fixed on COVID, then none of I'm, I'm going to be in a bad place. If my mind is only fixed on what to fix for dinner or the next thing I want to buy or a bigger house or a bigger car or what I want, 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 you know, all the things that America presents to us constantly, we, we get unstable. And, and where it says, and I love the second part, what is pure, what is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there's any excellence, and if anything is worthy of praise, and in the is my the translation I used here is dwell mm. on these things. And in the Greek, that's fascinating. It means to take inventory, to oh. compute. Yeah. That that puts a whole it takes it out of the ethereal, you know, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure. It takes it out of a, a verse that si- sounds a little ethereal to right here right in my own mind, right in my own heart, to take inventory. So when I first learned that, I went back and did this verse little by little. Brother, whatever is true, in any given day, how much dwell on that? And do I walk in truth? Um, So each one of those things, right, pure, lovely, of good repute, if any excellence, if anything worthy of praise, it seems like a lot of the panic now in our country is, and a lot of the um, upheaval, especially with all of this transgender stuff and what we're teaching these kids in school and the way we're pushing them to go. Oh my gosh, none of those things are pure, right, lovely of good repute and excellence. So, so this, This admonition in Philippians, Paul is saying, he's telling us where to fix our focus and to take inventory, to stop long enough. I think we live under the curse of busy too, to stop long enough to sit down with the Lord and make a list of these things in Philippians. Oh Lord, where am I on that scale? Where am I? To take our own personal inventory so that we can grow up in Christ and be conformed to his image. So yeah, I I really love that verse. I really like the 
verb dwell much better than even think or better than even meditate because dwell even in the English it has that connotation of um, being there for a little bit of time but yeah. that whole idea of taking inventory that's really active I mean that's uh, that requires action on our part to really consider if things um, are true if things are honorable and how much am I spending my time and thoughts and energy towards those things versus, well, they're opposites, right? Whatever is false, whatever is dishonorable, whatever is kind of hmm, yeah. maybe not so pure, um, whatever is dark and not lovely. Um, anyway, so I think, you know, to take that inventory of, of that is, that would be a good challenge for me, I think. And I, I'd be interested to maybe do a, a chart, a time chart. You know, on my iPad, I discovered, which is good and bad, that it will tell me not just how much time I spent every day on, on my devices, um, but it will also inform me where I've spent that time. If I've been yeah. on, you know, if I've been on email, if I've been on this app that we do the podcast on, um, because, you know, I love the sound of my own voice. So, of course, I'm here all the time. No, I'm editing a lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> it shows up a lot. But, uh, you know, or if, uh, or if I'm gaming. And some of that, you know, it's not bad. But it is an interesting way to take an inventory of my time. And could be a helpful tool, I think, for me to consider how, how am I? You know, and a lot of us have those tools available to us to look at pretty point blank and without any kind of, um, you know, the iPad's not going to lie. Uh, it's going to yeah. just tell me how many minutes and how many hours on this and that and the other thing. Give yeah. a really honest look, you know? Yeah. And, and when, when we begin to think about this, you know, there's a flip side that James makes really clear uh, in one eight, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways and guess what unstable means in the Greek? Hmm. Disintegrate or what? to be pressed down Ooh. permanently. Ooh. So when when we've got one foot in the world, or maybe one and a half, maybe one and three quarters, it, this this dwell is to we live, I I think, after spending three years in Czechoslovakia, where they didn't have all the distractions we have. They were so at uh, 50 years of communism and I mean, our prayer meetings would last three hours and believe it or not, Sarah, we lived even though we didn't have snacks. You did. We, yeah, we did. I know. Is that shocking? Yeah. We, we have a prayer meeting today. <laughs> and we got to have snacks and we got to do this and we got to do that. And I mean, these people, when they, the way they pursued Christ, the way they, because they needed him mm. desperately. And I got over there right six, five, six months after the walls came down when they were just beginning to taste a little freedom. Mm -hmm. And I never wanted to come home for that reason. Their time was, time was spent with family, with God, three-hour prayer session. I, I, I may offend someone I say this, but when's the last time anybody listening who calls himself a Christian has spent three hours alone with God? just alone and in worship and in prayer. Mm 
-hmm. It's that take inventory, that dwell, you're right. It means dwell, like our dwelling place is our home. We're here 24 seven. It, it is, it's got so much depth and intimacy to it of dwell on those things, take inventory, do a computer, you know, a computer thing of where your time and energy and money and thoughts, thoughts too. Well, heart, soul, mind, and strength. Where right. does all my strength go? Where's my heart meditating all the time or what's it doing or what's it feeling or saying? All of the, where's my mind? Where's where, What do we watch on TV? Take inventory. I think I might have said this last time. I have already quit two TV shows in the last few months because this new season, they were really good ones and very informative. And boy, I've stopped them. I've just mm -hmm. stopped them because they, 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 they both have a, a lot of sexual innuendos in there and sometimes very graphic. And I've quit a lot of Hallmark because almost there's three stations of Hallmark now, and I really enjoy two of them. And the Christmas movies are still pretty much Christ-centered. But the one is always has a gay couple getting married, a woman and kissing, or gay men. And even Hallmark, which used to do, be the bastion kind of, of good Christian cards and, you know, gifts. Mm -hmm. So this is in, our, in the time in which we live where, I mean... Oh, Sarah, if I could use this scripture, the demons believe in Jesus, believe God is God, believe in a God, and they tremble. Hmm. When's the last time as we take inventory, when's the last time we trembled hmm. thinking about our own sin? And how often do we even take that? How often do we dwell on that of going, Lord, what in my life pleases you? And what doesn't? Mm -hmm. And that takes time and it takes quiet and and it takes we live in such a rush and go and do and go and do and go and do and buy and buy and spend and spend and bigger is better. We've gotten trapped. And and if people are listening that aren't Christian, uh, I apologize. Christianity has kind of failed you in the last two or three decades. Mm -hmm. We've become really lukewarm to a huge degree. I know dear, 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 dear friends who are Christians that will never say Merry Christmas anymore. They'll say Happy Holidays hmm. because they don't want to offend people. Right. But does that offend God? It's hmm. Merry Christmas. Hmm. And just slowly, we've just been eroding into this fit in. We don't want to be called judgmental. We don't want to be called legalistic. We don't want to be... We don't, we want people to like us. Right. I don't know, Sarah. I, I, I think it's time to do deep inventory in the church and to dwell on these things and to think about the double-mindedness. What shows do we watch that Jesus wouldn't sit down with? Hmm. I one time heard a, a guy say, I think he was a in youth with a mission, YWAM. He said, you go to the garbage, you go to the garbage can to throw your garbage uh, so what are you watching that is garbage that Jesus would throw in the garbage, but you're watching. So I know this is pretty serious, but, um, I just was, I was just pondering that verse. And, uh, because I, I spoke the other day at an organization that has a lot of, uh, they deal with addictions and homosexuality and all this LGTB stuff. And that's the scripture I gave that whatever is pure and right and holy to the, Think on these things. When's the last time somebody that you've really stopped to meditate? When we were 
discussing this idea, you and I were just talking and you said something like it's hard as a mom. And I, I just want to, since we're being serious, I just want to say, and that's also no excuse because mm. I hear that from people and I, I have to confess, I don't completely understand it because here's why. When I had Kira about a year, when she was about a year ish old, I went to a Bible study where the leader just challenged us to be in our Bible every day and to pray every day. Pretty basic, pretty simple. Um, what God, you know, what you would kind of think a Christian could do. But it, for some reason, when I heard at that time that to keep our stability and to keep a close connection with God that cannot be undone is to be in the word every day and to pray every day. It just came, it was one of those illuminating moments for me. About a week or so later, I found out I was expecting our second baby. Mm. And uh, we also knew at that time it was summer and we knew that we would be moving cross country in a, in about a month and a half. So we had a cross country move. Oh, wow. We moved into a tiny little apartment so that we could save up money for a down payment for a house because Colorado is expensive. Had baby number two bought a house, moved again. And so there was a lot of stuff going on within that first year after I heard that admonition to be in the word every day and pray every day. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you that God is faithful to that. I just put it on him. I said, mm -hmm. Lord, I need you to wake me up. I need you to make me hungry for the word. I need you to draw me into it. And I need you to teach me. And I just, you know, I asked him to do all of it, basically. And he yeah. did, didn't he? After day, after day, after day. You know, I didn't like ever get up on a certain day and say, gosh, you know, I'm so tired. I think I'm not gonna, I think I'm not gonna feed yeah. my kids today. You know, I mean, that, yeah. that was not optional. And, and God just was so good to, to feed me as his kid every single day. Because, yeah, he's faithful to that. And I just want to challenge all of us in any stage of life that God has, has a way for us and we can ask him just to do all the heavy lifting for us. Yeah, Sarah, I agree. And you know, I was just thinking we eat three meals a day. I, as we age, I only eat two a day because things don't work quite as well, but you know, that's our average in this country. Mm -hmm. And we, we do, usually don't miss that. Right? right. We're pretty serious about three meals a day, at least something. I would say like 98% diligent about that. Yeah. Even if it's only a smoothie, that's for a tent that is coming down. Mm. How many times a day do we feed the spirit? I, I was really sick after my dad died. Um, my immune system just absolutely imploded. And I had Lyme disease and Sjogren's syndrome at the same time. I lost 35 pounds in about three weeks and I could barely walk. Didn't know if I was gonna live. And it took several months to get back on my feet. And during that time, I reread, I am an avid reader and I could read. I reread several books that I have about the spiritual disciplines of mm -hmm. silence and meditation mm -hmm. and, 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 and fasting. And that's what I tasted in Czechoslovakia. They didn't have all these distractions. 
it's or under the shadow of his wings. There's so many verses how he wants us to just snuggle up under his wings. Or, you know, the scripture talks about you won't see me in the fire or the earthquake or the wind, but that still small whisper. The richness of the disciplines and the richness. I was blessed to spend a lot of time in Juarez where they had they didn't have many distractions except the heat. And they didn't think that was a distraction. I did. I, <laughs> I, I struggled down there. I don't know if it's hot. Yeah, to me. Um, I drank filthy water for the most part. I mean, I mean, they just but the depths of the people that we worked with when we built that Christian school and that chapel. Oh my gosh, they knew stuff about Jesus I didn't know. They knew an intimacy I didn't know. And the people in Czech, I came home in 93 and I have yet to experience that. Where a group of Christians in this country can come together without food, without dessert, and just pray. The richness of their faith. But they were forced to, and that's the problem, we aren't. We have all these freedoms. So that dwell, I, I know that's an awful serious topic to do today, but it is heavy, heavy, heavy on my heart. Dwell on these things. And that dwell is a very powerful verb, a very, very, very strong verb. Take inventory and compute. How much time on the devices? How much time on the TV? How much time? And where does God fit in? Does he get a minute? Does right. he get 10? He's speaking to us all the time. He mm -hmm. always has things to download. Boy, he just says, come aside and let me pour into you all that I have for you. And that takes time. And it takes mm -hmm. some silence. It takes it some dwelling. You know, as I'm talking, especially uh, to moms or busy people who are, you know, you were busy caregiving for a lot, a lot of years. And, and some of those things just are four hours a day and seven days a week and there's not necessarily a break and I just want to share a couple of the scriptures that really encouraged me to, that I that I would tell God um to fulfill for me <laughs> but I would, you know but here's what I would pray I would pray out of Isaiah 50 says the Lord God has given me the tongue of those who are taught that I may know how to sustain with a word him who is weary and then this is the part that I would pray morning by morning he awakens he awakens my ear to hear as those who are taught. And that mm -hmm. verb there where he awakens is a present ongoing. Like yeah. he, he is awakening me and he's awakening me. And I would say, you need to awaken me. You need to not just awaken me, like actually give me the desire to get up and to be in the word. And, yeah. you know, as my kids got a little older, it was just a matter of um, getting up a little bit before them. The first number that my daughter ever learned was seven which was a trick I learned from another parent. All of my parenting tricks are from other people. Um, so I take <laughs> zero credit for any good idea I have has been from somebody else. So thank you to all of you other people. Um, but anyway, the first number I taught Kira was seven. And so she knew when there was a seven in the certain place on her clock, she could come out of her room. Um, oh. Yeah. The second number wow. she learned was three. Um, so that she knew that's when she could come out of her nap time in the afternoon was three. So she didn't have to sleep in the afternoon, but she did have to stay in her room and she didn't have to stay asleep till seven and she could get out of her bed and play, but she had to stay in her room. So that those were helpful things um, for me. The other verse that I love to pray when I'm just going to scripture is uh, Luke 24:45. He opened their minds to understand the scriptures 
He opened their mind to understand the scriptures. And the reason, I mean, obviously I want to understand what I'm reading or it would feel like a waste of time, but I think we have this idea that it's kind of this duty or this uh, thing should be doing because it would make me a better Christian. Mm -hmm. But really, it's that relationship, like what you were saying, it's about, he wants to snuggle with us. He wants to snuggle is such a word. Forgive me for using that word anyway. Well, you know, he wants us to be intimate with him, right? Yeah. And when he talks about being hidden in the shadow of his wings, I've got pictures of that. And you can go online and find hundreds of them. It is snuggling. When those little tiny chicks crawl under the, 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 the mama's wings, when those little birds, I mean, I just think of the little koala bears that I, I, I love to I love to watch nature, nature shows. And because God's creation is so amazing, but it is snuggling. And he, he sees us as his bride. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. sees me right. as his bride. And we talked about this briefly in Hosea. It says, I will allure you into the desert and there I will speak kindly to you and I will give you songs. And it's just this drawing and this pull. And he said, there, you will no longer call me master. You will call me husband. So, I just hope this podcast urges anybody who is trying to follow the Lord in this mixed up crazy world in which we live right now. He's the answer that those times, those moments when we do snuggle up, when we say no, where, where we just, um, for me, Sarah, it was much like that taking care of mom and dad. It would often be at two or three o'clock in the morning that he would wake me. And I'd just slip out of bed on my knees and I'd say, speak, Lord, I'm listening because I just needed. And one other thing, I'll, I'll tell you what, what was wonderful for me. I know people have various interpretations of the Song of Solomon, but I really think it's a, it's, it's a pretty sweet picture of a husband and his wife. And a lot of, a lot of that with God and his bride. But it says, you have ravished my heart, my sister, my spouse. You have ravished my heart with one look of your eyes. My heart beats faster. While I was caregiving and I didn't have a lot of time to just sit down and read, I would run outside and just look up, look up. Is your heart beating fast? Is your heart beating fast? Because mm-hmm. mom just had another stroke and my heart is beating really fast. And I need your heart to beat fast for me right now. I mean, those were shotgun prayers. I don't mm-hmm. recommend them all the time, but he's always so present and so able to come and whisper in our ear but it's in that whisper take it dwell on these things take inventory are we ever quiet enough to really hear that still small voice Kathy, that reminds me of Psalm 139. At the very end of that beautiful psalm, David prays to God, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts, and see if there be any grievous way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. As we talk about taking inventory and dwelling on what is good and right and pure and lovely, And as we have talked today too about searching out and looking for God, I think that that's just a beautiful prayer that we can bring to God day by day and ask him to know us. I'm, I'm glad we could talk about 
the fact that God is wanting to meet with us every single day. He's wanting to have us consider those things that we're thinking about, to think about what we're thinking about, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And to not just, um, to not just go through the motions. I right. Mean, this is an interactive relationship. It's a marriage. He's the husband, we're the bride. Yeah. 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 And to dwell there on those good and positive things. Yeah. Well, thank you listeners for joining us today. We are always so blessed and we are appreciative of each and every one of you. We do pray for you. We invite you to reach out to us. You can email me, Sarah, S-A-R-A, at theteethofgrace.com, or you can email Kathy at K-A-T-H-Y at theteethofgrace.com. We would love to hear from you if you want us to pray for you, if you have any question about scripture, or if you just need encouragement in some area of life or maybe encouragement to be in the word for yourself. We're praying that you are hungry for the word and we look forward to seeing you next time on the teethofgrace.com podcast. Mm -hmm. We love you, dear ones. God bless you.